Welcome to episode 25 of the Schaefer Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Schaefer. My guest in this episode is character animator Phil Lockerbie. Phil is one of those rare character animators who has remained consistently employed for the last 20 years, which have been some of the most difficult years for 2D character animators. He animated on the triplets of Belleville, The Little Prince, and he directed some of the animated episodes for Stephen Colbert's Colbert Report. How did you get into animation? Good question. I think there was a class I was taking in community college. It was a design course, yeah. and the teacher said, everyone stand up, we're going to do two projects this semester. One's going to be design, and one's going to be animation. So pick, choose. Yeah. And so everyone went over to design. Yeah. Really? Except for me and Justin Lee. Uh, no, this was where? In uh, Surrey, BC. So we did a little, uh, it was an animation-based project, and I had a, a storyboard, a little storyline, and we didn't actually do the animation part of it, but we did storyboarding, and yeah. we got a chance to visit Emily Carr College of Art and Design, and they oh, had cool. an animation program there, so yeah. we got to sort of see the process. And, yeah. So you did it on paper, and you were shooting on the camera? We didn't even get that far. No, it was just storyboards. But I knew from there, from that point forward, it's that was my choice, my career choice, was going to be animation. Because okay. you were an artist as a kid. Yeah, we, I was doing fine arts, and uh, but I knew even then, I knew... From the age of 14, I was going to be doing something in the field of animation or art. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So what were your influences as a kid? What did you really get into? Uh, for sure, like um, the Looney Tunes, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, I had those, um, what those, what do you call those? Things you would, uh, little reels you would look at frame by frame. It was oh, a little yeah. toy. That's right. Uh, and they had a bunch. We had a bunch of the Looney Tunes, so I could see the Roadrunner frame by frame and how crazy That's things right. would get stretched I forgot out. Those things. And even they even had Disney Snow White ones, and it was very uh, beautiful. You just shine it, uh, put it up to the light, the light and you can yeah, look yeah. in there. And Viewmaster. Viewmaster. Thank you. That's yeah. right. I want okay. to find one of those. Okay, so it was. The, it wasn't moving. It was those still frames. Yeah, no, that but you would move, but you could hold on a frame and, oh, and okay. study it. Interesting. Um, and I would also freeze frame with the old VHS. Right. Say so we had. A, do you remember those just for laughs gags? They would have uh, interstitials with these little green characters. You know the ones that in the, in the festival in the yeah, summertime. Yeah, that, that's Canadian. It's very Canadian. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I was freeze framing that. I remember in elementary school we had a project to design the comic book. Yeah. So I just plagiarized. I just took, <laughs> I just started drawing those characters. Oh, that's cool. Remember, and then later on I would actually meet the guy, the, the artist Vittorio, and did a project with him. So, so you graduated yeah. from there, or did you go on to another school? Okay, so I, I went to fine arts first year just to take general ceramics, uh, sculpture, uh, drawing, painting. And yeah. I, uh, I took that for a couple of years, and then I got admitted into a, the Capilano College animation program. Capilano? Yeah, Capilano. Now it's Capilano University, but they had Capilano. just started. Okay, uh, so you're on, you're in a completely different yeah, world different that world, I know. <laughs> but it was the, one of the teachers from Algonquin who came over and started it. Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that was a good program then. Yeah. That was a really good program, actually. We were the second class to graduate. So really? A bit of the guinea pigs. But uh, I think of 20 people who started the class, maybe 14 of us uh, really? graduated. Some left early because they got jobs, and some just didn't 
But at some point, you did the camera work and that sort of thing. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did we have there? We had just a simple line tester. Okay. Video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to VHS. Okay. Yeah. The hard way. And then my first job at Michael Mills, we had the old, is it called the PAR system? Or we had the big giant camera. We would save our line tests on floppy disks. Okay. The little the Amiga. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. I remember those yeah. floppies. Those, they weren't little. <laughs> no, they were giant. I mean, this thing is a huge machine. And then we had to, uh, when we shot our line test, we had our dope sheet, obviously. We had to know exactly what was happening. Yeah. Not like today, you just press play and... <laughs> <laughs> we have it so easy now. Boy, those were the days. I know. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Yeah. So you went from there to Michael Mills? My first... So I graduated in the spring of 98, and then I went to the Ottawa Animation Festival with my portfolio and a one-way ticket, just hoping I would get a job in Ottawa, which I did. Oh, really? <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, I got a job. But in that, within that trip, I came to visit Montreal. My grandfather was living here, and I still have family here. At the time, my grandfather was there, and he, I had a list of all the studios in Montreal. And he insisted I go to Michael Mills. He drove me there. I didn't want to go. I, th- I thought it would be an inconvenience. It would be too, too much trouble for him. He's like in his 80s. He drove me there. And so I show up at Michael Mills. I had made an appointment, and I put in my VHS uh, demo reel. And my, a soccer game, a youth soccer game appeared. And I'm thinking, oh my lord, I swear this is my demo reel song here. So I get up and I'm rewinding, fast forwarding. I couldn't find it. Finally, I found it. Oh, it's in the middle of the Isn't soccer it? So game. So Michael Mills is a really intimidating character, too. <laughs> I didn't want to waste his time. And I just thought, oh my god. So I, so I impressed him with my demo reel. And then, so I went back to Ottawa to work on a hose house, just doing character studio. Amberwood. Amber- Am- Amberwood, they changed it, okay. like Lacewood, Amberwood, I think oh. they, they kept changing names, but uh, so that, there I was doing character posing. Uh, and it was commercials or it was? No, it was strictly, uh, it was Hope Town's TV show for the, the Disney Channel. Really? About firefighting dogs, huh. but they couldn't show fire in the series. So. Interesting concept. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that for a couple months, and then... A, girl from the studio production manager was driving across Canada to move in with her boyfriend. And I was thinking, okay, well, maybe this is a good time to go back to Vancouver there. Joseph was starting up. Oh, yeah. So all my buddies... Kenny Dreams. Yes. So I thought, oh, we'll work on Joseph. I didn't pass the animation test. I messed it up big time. But they were going to hire me to, to work as an assistant. So I thought, okay. okay. So I drove across Canada with her. Nearly died in the Rockies in the snowstorm. and oh, no. Made it in... Just yeah, we barely made it, and uh, but then the job, the, the, the job date kept getting pushed back. So at one point I thought, so you're in Vancouver with no Van- job. I'm in Vancouver and now, living back at home, no job, uh, waiting for the start date that kept getting pushed, and then I get a phone call one Friday, from Michael Mills, would you like to start work uh, at our studio? I said sure. I said he said when can you be there? I said I'll be there Monday. Wow. Because I had a travel passes through my right. family right? right so I literally jumped on an airplane on, on Sunday and went to work on Monday and then ironically on Friday I'm uh, sorry Monday as I'm no, whatever I, the day I left they I, I get the call to, to start on Joseph and I said well I'm going to Montreal that's it so I'm glad I did because yeah. now I'm here so. now you're here yeah and you're glad you did. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. And I'm, I'm really thankful that my grandfather followed through and yeah. insisted I go to Michael Mills. 
What kind yeah. of stuff did you do at Michael Mills? What they what they do for you? At the time, we were doing like small commercials that would come in, like really simple stuff for Canadian Tire that would overlay on the hockey games. Like during the oh yeah, they would just pan to like a section of the audience, dark darken the screen, and then you would have these cars drive by, whatever the commercial was trying to sell, or tires or washing fluid or whatever. And then we also had a, a series of commercials he was producing for TV stations around North America that you could, like a, like a pet store commercial, and then they would just drop in their logo. So they buy they would buy pre-made commercials. So this was his business idea. And I'm not sure how well it kind of for him, but we worked, we produced about 20 commercials. And we were just given uh, the concept, okay, here, do a pet store commercial. And so you'd uh, design board. Luckily I was under the guidance of Chris Goodkey, who was the main animator there, and he oftentimes would set up like the designs and the layouts, and then I would just go in and animate, and, and I got to tie down a couple of commercials that were done at a house from a guy that had worked in LA, so I really remember the hardware commercial, and just getting to, to work with really nice roughs was really uh, a good learning experience. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, so cool. working with really good top talent there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. That was a good influence. I think so. So how many years were you there? I think uh, well, 98, 98, two years. Two years? It was near the end of his uh, career. Michael Mills had a great career in the 80s and 70s, 80s, and yeah. 90s. And then I think he shut down the studio. That's why we all got laid off. Oh, okay. So you were there till the end? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And then I, I went on to the... I guess I worked on St. Paul Street. They were doing, we were doing animation corrections. Or a series okay. with a different studio now. Okay. Uh, and then I had heard about the triplets that was being produced down the road. Okay. And a few of my friends had gone over there already, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll try to, to jump on that project if I can. And that was another story oh, altogether. Oh, yeah. about that. What a, what a, that's a trial by fire, no? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I think I got the test, and... Uh, well, first of all, Sylvain so, so saw my reel and he said, uh, no, no, your stuff's too cartoony for this film. So I didn't. And then they called me in for the test. And I said, well, Sylvain already said my stuff's too cartoony. And they said, well, just come and do it anyways. And the test was a dog getting up uh, from a seated, like from yeah. a lying down position. Right. So I did that. And then I, I wound up doing another test. And Sylvain said at this point, Here, here's a character that's not been animated. It was the character at the end that wears those earmuffs and he's about the same size as the old lady. He's like the mechanic. Okay. Because the mechanic hasn't been animated yet. Here, do a walk cycle. I thought, okay. So I'm in the studio coming in every day and I thought, walk cycles are so boring. Like Anyone can do a walk cycle, right? At this point. Yeah. So I took a layout and I just, that was lying around and it was a room with a staircase. So I took uh, the mechanic character and I animated a little scene. So he walks in he hears a noise, he rubs his ear with his uh, rag, he clears his ear out, and then he runs up the stairs. So that was my test. And uh, cool. it blew him away because he wasn't expecting that. He was just expecting a walk cycle. And then I did. He actually had the whole studio gather around. And then he played it. And then he said, okay, now, and he, he went frame by frame. He said, now, fix these impossible poses. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially tie it down and make yeah. it work, right? Right. So I did. And I didn't even have to show him after that point. I, and then he threw me into the production and then the sink or swim there yeah that's it and I lasted a year 
it wasn't easy. I mean, a lot of people, it was like a rotating door. Some people would come in, work for two weeks, get yelled at, or have their drawings torn up, and then they would leave. Get their drawings torn up? Oh, yeah, that happened to me. For sure? Yeah. yeah. But I didn't leave. I stuck around. Really? I showed up the weekend after he did that. <laughs> and then I, I think I gained some respect. Somehow, because I was probably the weakest animator of the, the 20 animators they had there, because these guys had worked for Disney Paris. Yeah, yeah. A lot of experience, you know. And I was just learning. It was my first film. Wow. So, but I, but I stuck it out. Yeah. So what was, was I'm sure the atmosphere was real toxic there. Absolutely. Yeah. Some days you you were told that we would talk amongst ourselves, like don't show them anything today. I, w- I would wait actually till Friday afternoon to show him my stuff because that's when the beers would start flowing. I'd wait till he had a beer in his hand and show him my sleeve. Wow. Uh, I'd I get a little ang- I had anxiety problems I think back then, but but uh, you know you have to show him your scene at some point if you want to get a good. Yeah. Like what kinds of things would he get upset about? The mouse not working. Like 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 what what? And then he <laughs> remember one time he threw it. I mean, it's his film, it's his characters, if you didn't yeah. draw them properly. There, there were no model sheets either. There were some maquettes, like some 3D models. And there also, there were some loose drawings, but it was, there, there were no model sheets. You turn around. So, but, uh, no, he helped me. I mean, at some point we were, he was friendly with me. I think after that incident, when I showed up on the weekend, and he started helping, helping me out rather than... An incident where you showed up on the weekend? <laughs> yeah, like literally that. So, say the Friday was when he tore oh, the, the scene. And the, the ironic part about that part is he pointed out a drawing and said, This drawing sucks. But it was one of his drawings that he oh, yeah. done. So, I, you know. I remember figure, you told me about that. Go figure. But, um, That's funny. I guess I could have walked out and not come back, but I decided to just keep going. So, it's amazing they got that thing made with that kind of turnover. I think at some point. It, all the producers from around the world came and they had an intervention. There was a moment that they, I think, threatened to take him off the phone. And, yeah. It's not a bad thing to have any resume on yeah. Like, Even if it's not my best animation, I, if I knew if I knew then what I know now, yeah. <laughs> the animation of the <laughs> Mafia characters would have been much better. Right? So when that thing finished, then there was an exodus from the studio? I believe so. I, I left. I you left before that? A little bit before that, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of those guys went back to France, and people went on. And where'd you go? Where did I go? That's a very good question. Those years were, there wasn't a lot of work. I, I started working at Pascal Blay, doing some effects, tones, and I animated on a commercial as well, and just freelancing, uh, sardine production started up. I was one of the first animators on Oh, the really? Do you remember the little blue cow? Doing the yeah, Olympics. yes, I do. That's me. That's you. That's me. The little blue cow. The little blue cow. Let me shake your hand. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? The biggest compliment I got was that Gislaine, uh, the producer at Sardine, got a call from somebody said, did you see the commercial that Pascal Blade did? The little blue cow? And, and he said, no, that was us. <laughs> so that was a real compliment because you guys, with Al, and doing a great, doing all this good work, you know, getting all the nice commercial jobs. Right, so. for sure. How big was Sardine back then? It was tiny. I, I worked there before there was any real, real production. We were just doing commercials. And, uh, a project with Vittorio, the guy who designed the, the Just for Laughs character. He okay. had a Christmas yeah. special that got destroyed overseas, and we had to come in and uh, fix it. Fix it a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, 
So that lasted for a couple years, or a year and a half. Um, I was their lead and supervising animator for a while there, and then and then I met uh, some soccer tournament people that uh, we we traveled to uh, New York, and uh, so I ended up in New York after that, like through the soccer tournament crowd, just going on a little adventure of sorts. <laughs> you know, I didn't have any commitment to, yeah, for sure. other than my job. I actually, I was still technically employed by Sardine when I told them in New York, uh, I'm not coming back. And so what'd you do in New York? I was just spending some time in New York. I had my demo reel. I went to Iceland for soccer tournament. This is the story. I went to Iceland with my demo reel because I wanted to work in Iceland for some reason. Crazy, so, of all places. So I, you, have you been to Iceland before? Never. I, I always wanted to go there. And really? So I, I contacted the only animation studio at the time, I guess. And in Iceland? In Iceland. I made an appointment. Uh, Hilmar is his name. I've met him since, and he's a nice guy. So he, he said, sure, come on by, show us your stuff. So I went, and the animators were expecting us, me and my buddy Sean, both animators and roommates. And they said, oh, great, great work, guys, but... Uh, you know, we don't have any jobs, but hey, let's go for lunch, have a couple beers, and they showed us their, their wall of awards, and it was funny, because we won all the awards, we're the only animation studio in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> so so there, there I am in New York now with my demo reel, yeah. and uh, so I, I sent out uh, a bunch of, I went on AWN at the time, that was where you found out where, where the jobs were, so oh, yeah. there, there had been a job posting a month before for a studio Flickr Lab in New York. So I said, okay. So I emailed with the header in, in the subject line, uh, Triplets of Belleville Animator looking for work because I figured if something's going to grab their attention, it's yeah, sure. which it did. And then so I, I scheduled the meeting just about the time I was, I was going to take the bus back to Montreal. It was in the, the fashion district, I guess, near, near the, the bus terminal okay, yeah. in New York. So there I was. Uh, with my suitcase, and I and I walked in. And as I walked to the, as I walked to the studio, I had uh, like a like an inner voice telling me that they're going to offer you a job, so you better be prepared. So don't be ambivalent. Have an answer. Do you want to do it? Yes. So I, I decided then I'll take the job before they even met me. You know. So sure enough, I go up, show my demo reel. And they just they they needed they were desperate for an animator. They they, they needed to finish this production. They just oh, they just began a production, so they needed an animator, and uh, so they didn't let me go. I stayed there. I, I didn't take my bus back, and I worked for a few weeks on that project. I I had some soccer friends of mine who let me stay at the place, and, and I rented a room somewhere eventually. And then finally, after that project, they led to more work, so they got me the official work visa. And I ended up working in New York for four and a half years and living there for five years. Yeah. What, a, yeah. what, a, what a time that was, huh? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. What's the name of the studio? Uh, Flickr Lab. Flickr Lab? Yeah. I'm not sure if there's still Flickr Lab. I know they, they still, maybe they changed names or maybe they're still around. Yeah. Great people. Yeah. Harold Moss. Yeah. Good guy. That's great. Yeah. So, okay, they were doing mostly commercials. Mostly commercials, short format. Uh, little spots for Comedy Central. Uh, we did uh, the uh, Tech Jansen for Stephen Colbert. He okay. had a little cartoon right, right, there. Right. Yeah, so they, they had already produced season one, uh, but it was really 
flashy and cut like a cutout style and, and they wanted to plus it out and make it more like the 80s style cartoon uh, so they had a pitch for all the studios in New York that wanted to uh, take on season two and all they were asking for was like a few drawings of their their main characters take take chance so I asked Carol I said how, how long do we have and he said two weeks said, can we do something here can we he said go ahead yeah. so I looked around the studio I had a couple of good character designers to use and layout guy and then I, I storyboarded out a little 30 second piece with Tech Jansen and he uh, fights these monster alien monsters blows up a warehouse and then gets the girl and kisses the girl at the end which is <laughs> totally in character and does a little flip and you know explosions and, and I think all the other studios did was those drawings that they were asking so we we, uh, we got the job easily and uh, yeah that was fun so we did that for about a year and then when the 2008 uh, financial crisis hit, that's when they axed that show. So that was it. Okay. And that was about the same time where yeah, we were doing some preschool shows and I really was losing interest in, in work at that point. Yeah, for sure. And then I got a, a test for a, a feature film that was being produced in Montreal. The Jour de Corneille, I think. What's it called? The Day of the Crows. Day of the Pros? Cro- crows. Crows. Day of the Crows. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of it. It's probably because it's never made it to theaters or, huh? or at, least, at least not here. It was uh, French, uh, France. Okay, Quebec. so it was in French. Yeah, it was in French. Yeah, okay. Was, Day of the Crows. Day of the Crows. Did they translate it into English? I'm not sure. Yeah. Jean Renault played the, uh, okay. the male lead. Right. Uh, and so the, the project was split up between, I think, four studios us being the only Canadian studio and uh, I did the test for that and I got a job and uh, I kept working freelance jobs and one in Toronto hit here and here and there and, uh, yeah. what style was Day of the Crows? Uh, was it very cartoony or it was, was it more very realistic actually oh, realistic. not very cartoony at all huh. yeah. it had a nice uh, design style I, I, I would say more like just like French comic book illustration very realistic. Interesting. Was it fun? Not really. Uh, because we were all... We, <laughs> we were all rusty. I, you know, I'd been animating. At Flickr Lab, once in a while, I'd have the, a nice job, to a nice commercial to really dig into and do some nice traditional animation. But for the most part, it was really limited. So I was kind of rusty. So going back to this was, uh, was tough. And, a lot of people got like, let go when, they, when we couldn't meet quota, and I got put on as a tie-down artist for the lead animator who was from France, who had worked at Disney for five years in Australia, and who could just crank out the crank out the work. And so I think a couple of us got put to be his assistants, and that's where I really learned again. Okay. So I, I wish I had been put there at the beginning of the production. Right. Yeah. We, we all should have been actually. Looking back, yeah, for sure. It's too late now. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good experience. Okay. In the end, it doesn't have to be fun all the time. No, it doesn't. As long as it ends, (laughs) you come out stronger. I guess you know. (laughs) I ended up at another studio doing another French film, the 3D film with 2D dream sequences and flashbacks. So I worked on that as well. What's it called? In French, it's Louise en hiver, so Louise in wintertime. It's a nice film. Oh, and then uh, 
as well in, in between that. In 2014, I worked on uh, The Little Prince. So that was funny. Yeah. Got to do a couple of 2D sequences. In fact, the first shot of the film is mine. So, so that was here in Montreal? That was here in Montreal, yeah. What was the studio? Micros. Micros, that's Micros right. And yeah. TTK, the, there's a stop motion uh, studio as well. Like, big project. So how'd you get into 3D? Did you I just dabble in it? I dabbled in it. I was just uh, trying to expand my horizons when it came to making money because yeah. if you can't count on uh, 2D work coming in, you gotta... Yeah, I was dying. Yeah. I remember that era myself. And I, yeah, yeah. So I think, and as a teenager, I remember playing around with 3D software when it first came out, so I figured I'd give it a shot. And uh, I enjoyed it. I never took any professional courses, but I had friends help me out here and there and looked on uh, online for tutorials and trial and error, you know. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. That's how you learn. Yeah, that's it, like anything. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, what, did you work in that? I got called into an interview once at Cinecites. For, Cinecite. Cinecite. Yeah. Cinecite. Uh, there must have been a miscommunication there because I sat down with the director and the producer and I thought I was being called in for a 2D job. And right away it was clear that there was no 2D job. So how did you, how did that happen? So I had my laptop anyways and I said, well, since I'm here, I'll show you my 3D test. And uh, so I showed, uh, forget his name, the director, anyways. I showed him a little test of a boy doing some parkour, running up a, a box and just climbing up and dodging imaginary creatures or something. And he was pretty impressed. He said, you, you did that just by yourself without any training? I said, yeah. He said, okay, keep doing it and soon there'll be a job for you, most likely, like if you keep, keep at it. You know? But then I think I just kept getting more 2D work, so I didn't... I didn't oh yeah, I, I signed on to do a, a contract with DHX doing... Uh, that's where that Chris Weem was doing uh, okay. Peabody and Sherman show. They had reserved certain select scenes in each episode for traditional animation, I guess okay. you could say. Yeah. So we were doing the drawing. Okay. So, but should you go out there for that? To Vancouver? Working remotely. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and I had... Uh, I got that job when I was in Ottawa in line for beer because in front of me was an old classmate of mine, Craig Roberts, who was directing the show. Oh, there you go. So he said, uh, so I was small out of work. World. He was looking for an animator and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is a small world, isn't it? Yeah. He was in Montreal? Well, no, Ottawa. Oh, he's on Ottawa. Yeah, it was the Ottawa Animation Festival. Okay, the Animation Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great place to find work. Yeah. I think. It's happened twice for me, so. I've only been there once. You gotta go. It's fun. Who did you go last year? I went last year. Yeah. yeah. Recruiting, right? So, from Prince, Little Prince, you went to? Uh, to... I should have brought my resume, Tom. You should have. Yeah. yeah. It should be imprinted in your brain. You yeah. know, as often as you had to refer yeah. and update it. Well, <laughs> I think it was Little Prince and then Louise, Louise in Wintertime. Yeah. And then the, the Peabody and Sherman. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Peabody and Sherman. Yeah. And then Villeneuve. And this job I also got going for beer. Just uh, ran into the producer of Louise on Hubert, who's producing the, his next film, Villeneuve, which is premiering next week, by the way. Okay. Uh, traditional on paper, on threes. 
really inked. Final look was inked, so I, I, would, I was roughing out. Uh, I came in to the show rather late. Like Jens and Francois had already been animating the main characters, and I had gotten all the incidental characters, which is great because I didn't have to be on model. Uh, eventually, I did all the characters near the end when they were rushing to get it all done. But it was a really nice experimental film. I, I, I wouldn't call it experimental. I'm sorry, but it, it seemed experimental for me because I did, there was never a storyboard. I didn't know how long the fra- the shots were. They really? were oh, two seconds, two seconds. So. Wow. Yeah, the director was editing as he went along. Yeah. So it was interesting. And yeah, animating on threes. And uh, it's called Villeneuve. Villeneuve, yeah. It'll, yeah. You'll be able to see it in theaters if you want. Fantastic. Yeah, so that was fun. And was it a good story? I have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's in French. It's in French. It's in French. There's probably subtitles. So, yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, like I said, I was just going for a beer one day and I ran into the producer. And he told me about this project that was they're, they're producing, and uh, you thought it'd be a good fit. And wow. so I came by, met the director, and uh, that was it. So I worked there for about, of course, these four month jobs always turn into a year. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. It was a fun year. Okay, so your last job before Tonic was Bill yeah. uh, It's been a while, eh? Yeah. And you've been able to do 2D animation for all those years. Yeah. That's about what? 20 years. Yeah. You survived as a 2D animator for 20 years, 20 years. in Montreal. Yeah. I had to go to New York for a few years. But yeah. <laughs> That's incredible because, you know, you think 2D's dead. Cause yeah. Especially during that period, it was hardly anything. It's true. But you managed to find stuff. Or stuff found me. It's hard to, yeah, to say. Yeah. Stuff found you. Yeah. I think if you're busy and you're... You have a goal in mind. I think things will just you know attract things to you. Interesting. I didn't want to compromise. I didn't want to. I mean, the the only compromise I was willing to make was to do 3D, but because it still was performance and acting and and, and motion. But I really, really like love drawing. So I always tried to find a way to make that your priority. Yeah, for sure. I understand. And when uh, I was getting like. Towards the end of Flickr Lab, I was whatever thing I would start. They would say, "Phil, okay, don't make it too nice." Because you know we got a budget here. <laughs> so when I started hearing that, I, that was time to time to go. Even though I loved living in New York, and, but I was burnt out as well. It's just too much partying. Going That's out. funny. It, it always comes down to that budget. You know, I just a quick story. I had a friend who was who worked on the very first Simpsons. Oh, TV yeah. episode? I've seen that one. The very first one. No, you didn't see the on first the one. On the Tracy Ellman? No. No, not the first okay. one. Okay. The first one, they animated it, and when Matt Groening saw it, he threw it all out yeah. and said reanimate it because it's, it's animated too well. Oh. So they had to reanimate it with less quality. Yeah. Um, because it, set, it was setting the bar for the, the rest of the series. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's hard to make something not look good when yeah. you're used to making it look good. That's right. You have to unlearn. It's almost like you know. yeah. It's almost like you have to draw with your opposite hand. Your opposite hand. That would. That's yeah. a good. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I'll continue my conversation with Phil Lockerbie in our next episode. Find us on the web at SchaeferCreative.studio. Music is by Lee Rosevere. <laughs>